buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. In the world of sales, you either sink, swim, or break through to the next level. My name's Colin Mitchell, and this is Sales Transformation, a new kind of sales show designed to bring you through the epic, life-changing moments of elite sellers so you can experience your own sales transformation. Hey, before we start today's episode, I wanted to bring you in on the best kept secret in B2B sales. If you're serious about social selling and your only strategy is cold DMs through LinkedIn, you're missing the mark big time. Learn how a fully managed revenue generating podcast can change your life and your pipeline at salescast.co. All right. Welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. I'm very excited today. I've got Riley Meek. He's the host of the King's Council podcast, founder of the King's Council Coaching. King's Council Coaching empowers individuals and families to create proven framework of success built with the five pillars of life and a deeper relationship with God. Riley, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you doing? Good, Colin. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I think we're going to have a lot of fun here. Um, you know, a lot of our folks are, are sales people, entrepreneurs, sales leaders. So clearly I think you can add a ton of value there. Uh, but before we kick into, you know, some of the things, let's just take us back, like, give us your story a little bit, um, your professional journey or, you know, maybe how yeah. you got into the work that you're doing today. Yeah, man, absolutely. Dude, I, so I grew up in South Dakota, which is a state, if, uh, if anybody does, you know, question that. Uh, it's, a, it's a great place to be from, <laughs> but there ain't, there ain't a whole lot of people there. I, the town uh, that I grew up in was like 900 people. And so I was, uh, I was itching to, to get out of there. Uh, and literally the, mm. the day I graduated high school, I, I'd, I'd moved up to, to Minnesota. Um, more sort of just to surround myself with, with, uh, uh, you know, people that just thought bigger than, than what I was, you know, around. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I had, uh, found myself kind of, uh, you know, entrepreneur at heart at the age of 15. I took my first job. Uh, first day on the job was my last day. Uh, cause minimum wage at that time was $5 and 15 cents an hour, man. So, <laughs> uh, I did the math in my head and I was like, there's no way I'm doing that again. So, um, that, that kind of started my entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey. And, uh, uh, so for, from there, man, once I moved up to Minnesota, I, I was just looking for a lot of different things. Uh, you know, what, what could I sell essentially? Uh, my full intent was to go to school, but through that process, I, I started to make a decent amount of money. You know, by, by the time I was 19, I was making six figures and, uh, thought, why would I continue to go into debt by going to school? And so I just mm. continued, uh, to, to, you know, really just, I kind of jumped from sales to sales to sales, uh, different gigs, always looking for what else could I sell? How could I make more money? And it was as much as I bought into the idea that 
you kind of earn what you're worth, right? In sales, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like uh, if you don't, if you want to make more money, you just got to work more. I, I I totally bought into that, but one of the things I didn't buy into was the fact that they, you know, I was always kind of t- told that my earning ability was was uncapped, and I definitely didn't buy buy that because I knew that there's really only a certain amount of time in the day, right? Like yeah. I couldn't do most of the presentations I was doing from, you know, hi, my name is Riley to uh, try to get them to stroke a check or, you know, sign on the bottom line. It could sometimes could take two, three, four hours, depending upon the, the product. And so um, emotionally that's uh, that takes a toll on, on somebody. Right. So uh, I realized that, you know, my, my income was capped still in, in the sales world. Yes. I, I sold higher ticket products and, and, uh, looked for things that, that I could earn more, uh, per transaction, but I was still somewhat capped by just the amount of time in the day. So, uh, my, my life completely changed at the age of 24, man. And, and I was first introduced to, to this concept of, of selling one to many, right? Mm-hmm. So, so everything that I'd done prior to that was, was one-on-one, uh, again, taking somebody from not even knowing who I was knocking on their door to, to, you know, getting them to, to buy my product or service within a few hours to, uh, holy cow, I could, I could actually do this to a group of people. And so it, it rocked me in the fact that I was like, all right, this, I can actually leverage my time, uh, you know, in addition to marketing dollars and things. And, and when I saw that, I just, I, 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 I was, I was hooked. And, and what I ultimately did was, uh, started my first company, uh, what was, so what's now known as the social dynamic selling system. Uh, I started my first company back in 2012 and, or excuse me, 2011 would have been July of 2011. And at this point in time, man, I, I, I was kind of at one of the low, lowest points in my life. Uh, financially, I, I just, returned from Mexico off a failed business venture. And mm. I'd invested virtually everything into that. Uh, I'd leased out my condo here in the States. So I was, you know, essentially homeless as well. When I, when I came back to the States, I had 673 bucks in my bank account, man. And I was like, what am I going to do? And so I, I thankfully had a credit card and I, I threw some marketing dollars on that thing and filled an event of my first event uh, and, and it sold some, some products through there. And then ultimately then kept reinvesting into our marketing system and fast forward six months from there, man, by the end of 2011, I'd done 2.1 million in sales. And, uh, from there it was like, all right, this thing works. Uh, it, it let me now like start hiring and training people. And that that's what was my focus was over the next couple of years. And, uh, it, it was, it was a well-oiled machine at that point. Uh, which ultimately then it, it, it allowed me to look at other products and services that we we're selling. And so dude, for, for the last decade, man, I've, I've started eight different companies. Uh, every single one of those, we hit seven and eight figures within the first year of each. And, uh, that's, you know, generated over nine figures for us in, in multiple different industries. Uh, but the, the point of all that is it's, it's, it was the sales system, the, the marketing in the sales system, um, that we've really been able to, to figure out. And that's essentially what we, what we focus on now. I don't have to own the companies anymore. Um, I just consult with people and, and, and help them fill their events, craft presentations, and then create that sense of urgency to ultimately sell their products or services. So. That's my story, bro. (laughs) All right. So let's, all right, let's, there's a lot there. Um, Let's go back. Let's go back to, you know, your earlier days. What are some of the first sales jobs that you had? And, you know, um, 
What were you selling and what did you learn in those experiences before you got into this selling one to many? Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I, I like to think that my first sales job was uh, when I was turned five, my, my folks got divorced and, uh, and that's when I was like transitioning between each parent. And I realized I could you know, essentially manipulate situations by how I talked to one and approached one uh, versus the other. And so I think that uh, I, I like to, again, like to think that is my first sales job, but one to actually make money uh, the, that year at the age of 15 that I mentioned, I took my first job uh, and realized I wasn't going to do that again. And, and the reason for that dude wasn't because uh, it wasn't because I'm against having a, a job, right? Like if you need a job, yeah. you need a job. No, but I get it, man. What I'm I, a horrible it, employee. It, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It, what really got me was not even that minimum wage was five fifteen, uh, but what, and, and, you know, my employer put that value on me, but what really ticked me off was that I allowed that. Like they, I allowed them to say, okay, you're worth $5 and 15 cents an hour, which mm. It's probably, probably right at the time. But, you know, even then though, I was like, I'm worth more than this, uh, mm. maybe in an arrogant way back then. But, but that's when I was like, all right, what can I do to maximize my, my time, energy and efforts? And, and I, of course, dove into the network marketing world. Uh, and so my first uh, real kind of quote unquote business or, or sales uh, position that I had was with the company called Herbalife, uh, still around today, dude. Uh, yeah. And, and and I, I started marketing, selling these vitamins. Uh, and, you know, that's really what I did from 15 through uh, the age of 19. By the, by the time I hit 19, though, it was the, the thing about that is it, the thing about really any network marketing company that a lot of people just hate is like, you know, go talk to your friends and family about it. And and, you know, my family was already in it. So they had already drank the Kool-Aid uh, before I ever got in it or they hated the Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? So it's like I had to find people that didn't, that, that didn't know who I was. And, and that's early on how I, I realized that I could get people to actually come to me versus me going out and, and trying to, you know, close deals. And so, uh, then that's really just started my, my, my initial kind of understanding of marketing and, and the continuity that's needed from the marketing side all the way through the sales process in order to create that environment, uh, to actually, you know, uh, have a, an easy transition from the, from your marketing to your actual sales process. But dude, from there, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to sell vitamins the rest of my life. Right. And what I was doing was not Did you have success selling vitamins though. Yeah, man, man that's, uh, I, I did in a, in a, a financially. Okay. And what I mean by yeah. that is I was working my tail off. And okay. so the reason why most people get into network marketing is you buy in to like the, the pitch is like, Hey, why not have a, a 1% of a hundred people efforts than a hundred percent of your own efforts. Right. And, yeah. and I, I was all about that. I want that mailbox money they used to talk about, but I found myself, what I was doing was not duplicatable. It wasn't a system because I was getting people to come in and I took them through a presentation that I'd, I built out and I was getting them to buy, you know, anywhere from a hundred to $300 in vitamins from me. And, and then ultimately having them come back to reorder and things. And it was, it just wasn't something that I could teach others, uh, to, to really do. And so that's why I, I ultimately, you know, at the age of 19, I'm making six figures thought I was, you know, I got the BMW cause you know, they tell you to fake it till you make it type of thing in that <laughs> industry. Right. And, and yeah. then I realized like, this is not good, for me. Right? 
Exactly. Exactly. So through that, I, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. What could, what else could I do? So, you know, I got my series 663, my, my life insurance license and same type of thing. It's like, I don't want to call on my friends and family for this. And and so uh, I, I kept looking, I sold siding and windows, man. I sold uh, a business valuations and uh, physical fitness. Uh, I, you know, I loved the, the fitness industry, but realized I wasn't going to, you know, get rich unless I was personal training, like, you know, Britney Spears back in the day. It's like, so what was I going to do? So I bought a gym and I was then selling memberships. Um, and that was, you know, one of the, probably one of the, a great learning experience, but that was my first taste of like that brick and mortar style of business where it's like, oh snap, man, I got a $9,000 a month lease. I got to be making continual sales, uh, which is a, you know, in the fitness industry, it's just a lot of competition. And, and so it just introduced me to just a new world that I, I didn't even know anything about. Um, so I definitely would never go back into that industry, but I wouldn't take it, take it away or, you know, just the things that I learned uh, from it. And, you know, everything was really a stepping stone to, to where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So lots of different things. Um, sounds like even though you had some, you know, say financial success in some of these different areas, um, you know, never really was selling anything that you were just like super passionate about. No, definitely not, dude. And I still don't, I mean, truthfully, uh, cause any of my companies that I've, I've really all of my existing companies right now, was and why I even moved from product to product to product is I've never been passionate about any of the products that I've sold. Now, morally, ethically, they've got to be good products, right? But, yeah. you know, one of my companies is uh, a walk-in bathtub company. Like I, nobody grows up thinking I'm just going to go sell walk-in bathtubs for my, you know, <laughs> I like, don't even know what a walk-in bathtub is. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, isn't that a shower? <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> I mean, it's essentially, but it's, it also, it's, it's a, think of a tall bathtub. So people that, you know, can't get out of a tub, but still want the benefits of soaking, the, of with hydrotherapy and and all of those health benefits uh so really it's it's for an older older demographic um that we yeah. we renovate you know their bathrooms we, we remove their existing tub and then put this thing in so um but that's just one of them so yeah even uh, it, and i i don't believe you got to be passionate about anything that you've sold that was my I'm passion. <laughs> yeah I, as an entrepreneur i've always and this is where i, I a lot of people disagree with me but i i I hate it when people say, if you follow your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. Like BS dude. Like that's not, it's still it, hard work. Off, it's, it's still hard work. And you then might also enjoy it more, but it's still hard work. You might enjoy it. But I've also talked to a lot of people that they think that's their passion until they have to do it. And then so, suddenly it's something that they're, it's like, because I have to do this. It's more, it's that job. It's just the, the mindset that we have about it. But also the things that most people are passionate about, don't make any money. Like one of my business partners, his wife's passion is, is to rock babies. Like, cool. You aren't going to make any money doing that. So, uh, what, what I realized early on is what I, I needed to, to follow opportunities, but always bring my passion with me. And, and I, I really think as entrepreneurs, if, if we, if we're just constantly looking for opportunities that are out there, you know, head on a swivel, be sensitive to what's going on in the marketplace, the economy, where's an opportunity, where's a need that I can, I can fill 
And then ultimately, how do I create a product that people want to fill any? Because people do not buy what they need. They buy what they want. And so we have to, I mean, business, really anything, it's unless you're an inventor in the tech space, they're not a whole lot new under the sun. Like it's like you just have to take an existing product and package it in a different manner that that we can deliver in a, in a sense where people want it. Right. And so it's, it's the old analogy, like you can't lead a horse to water. Uh, or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But I can put salt in those oats and then suddenly he wants to drink. Right. And that, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the idea uh, from, you know, any of our companies of, of how do I create the, an environment where people want what I have to offer? I don't got to be passionate about it, but I, I, I do bring my passion with me. in the fact that the reason I'm doing anything is to fulfill the bigger mission, vision, purpose of, of why I'm doing anything. And, and Hey, that takes a lot of money to do that. So I'm going to put systems and, and things in place to make the money that allows me to go actually fulfill uh, my purpose or, or pursue the passion that I, that I have. So All right, we're going to uh, touch on that in yeah. a minute, cool, man. but I wanted to just give me a high level. What is this sales system that you've been talking about that you've built these successful companies with, um, you know, even, walk in bathtubs, like yeah. just give me high level breakdown. Like what is this sales system you've been alluding yeah. to? So super high level man is it's dinner seminars. So we fill events uh, with your ideal client and, uh, and then we, we deliver a presentation uh, on whatever product or service it is that you have. We create sets of urgencies to schedule a one-on-one appointment the very next day. And then we close that product or service. So, uh, it, it's high ticket sales. Okay. This doesn't work for a $48 widget, right. Or, uh, raw, raw. It's definitely not like raw, raw, raw to the back of the room and buy your real estate course, nothing along those lines. Um, it is more of that, that we create an environment where people can gain the no like, and trust that, that ultimately is what, that, what, anybody wants when they're being sold something. Right. But at they the end like of the day, you if you feed them good food, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the law of reciprocity comes into play right away, man. So, um, it, but it, it needs to be, you know, it needs to be something that is, that makes sense, uh, that, that people can emotionally get excited about. Uh, it's not, it, our system does not work for an at need purchase, right? Like a, a roof, for example, yeah. People don't just decide to replace the roof because they want to get ahead of the game. Like, no, or, or even like a, your furnace, like you, that baby just goes until it dies and then you decide to replace it. So, um, it, it needs to be a, a product that is more that emotionally they can, they can get excited about and, uh, ultimately so buy a couple into of it, examples so. of those. Oh man. So right now we are, well, I mentioned anything in the home remodeling space, uh, so walk-in bathtubs, the solar industry, we're crushing it right now for, you know, our own companies and for clients, uh, that medical, anything in the, the medical space, again, high ticket items that. And all of these are doing events, doing presentations, and then setting up one-on-ones. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so think of it like a, that kind of two-step approach uh, where, hey, they're coming in to a neutral environment. Okay. Not even into your office. It's, it's a local restaurant that the majority of the people know where is that? It's a comfortable environment. Uh, even not even, I mean, they can be done in hotel conference rooms, but mm-hmm. I, I prefer not to just because I want it to be just a, such a comfortable environment where they're coming in, uh, and we're going to hang out 
for an hour and a half and they're going to get to know me. They're going to like me. And if I do a good enough job, they trust me enough. Uh, and if, it, if what I have actually, it will fulfill that, that need that they're looking for, they'll give me that appointment to meet with them, uh, the very next day. And, and then that's when we can lean on them and actually close, close the deal. So, uh, the real estate world, man, we do, we fill events for, uh, you know, syndicates and looking to raise money, uh, angel investor type networks, uh, uh, man, also, obviously, financial advisors have been doing this for years, right? Like mm. they, they, they've been doing that because I didn't invent this process. I do believe we've perfected it and, and we've taken it, uh, you know, to multiple different industries and, and verticals, not just in the, in the financial advising world, because, you know, they're the ones that probably been doing it the longest, but uh, we've we've taken it to multiple different industries. Is there any industries that you've tested it on that just it didn't work where you're like, not sure if this is going to work, but we're going to give it a shot. And it just didn't work for that specific industry or for that specific product or service. You know, before we start to spend Mm -hmm. money on this, we've, we've vet these things out pretty heavily. Uh, You know, even while, while people always have ideas, like, could it work for this or this? I always spend some time with them. We do, we do a, a free strategy session with, with <clears throat> anybody that's like, Hey, would this work for XYZ product? And one of the most recent ones that I actually, I, I thought we were going to do well with this. And this is, but one of the things is I, I want to test things on my own dime and prove it out. Cause I'm never going to make any recommendations with stuff that I haven't tried. Right. I, mm-hmm. I hate those, those who can't always tend to teach. Uh, and, and I want to, I'm, I, I hate that, that concept. So I want to prove out any, any process or methodology first. Uh, and so one of the industries that uh, this past fall that I thought this is going to, this is, we're going to crush this thing was the, the whole home water purification industry. Mm. And, and I thought this is great because people, you know, want clean water and I can do the testing. I can actually show them like why they should get clean water. Uh, but it was, it was a challenge with them because a lot of the people that we were marketing, we had to get very niche on, on new home buyers, uh, or people that had just moved into their, their home, but you know, new, new, new construction. Okay. And, and to do that volume wise, where we, we send a lot of direct mail out, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with enough names and addresses to, to fill a room only mailing those people. So we were mailing, you know, anybody and everybody essentially in a neighborhood and having them come on out. And the biggest challenge that I had was somebody that had lived in their home for, you know, 20 years and they hear me and they're like, yeah, this, I I, hundred percent believe everything that you're saying. It makes sense, but hadn't killed me yet. You know, I've been doing this for 20 (laughs) years. So it it was like, It's super frustrating, but, um, we pulled the plug on that thing and, you know, it, it could, I'm sure we could fix and refine it, but it wasn't really worth my time or effort to, to make that thing happen. So, <laughs> uh, uh, there's okay. plenty of money. Or, yeah. Plenty of ways to, or plenty of other industries to make money, uh, using I'm this just model. wondering like if there's people listening, they're like, you know, whatever it is that they might do, they're like, could this work for me? Right. So yeah. Is, is there, that's why I was asking, you know, is there any specific industry that doesn't work? Um, is it mostly B2C stuff or does, have you seen this work in like more B2B type of stuff as well? I would say mostly B2C just because again, we do a lot of direct mail. It's the easiest way for us to, and it's one of the easiest ways to measure. Uh, you know, we've, we filled events with online ads and different things, funnels and things like that as well, but it's a different type of buyer. And, uh, and when I'm, when I'm looking for, 
uh, business owners, uh, first off, if I send an invite to their office, usually they're not the ones checking their mail, right? They, they have that mm-hmm. gatekeeper uh, or, uh, you know, or what I have to do is jump through some hoops to try to figure out what their home address is, which isn't impossible, but it, it gets more costly to, to be able to do that. So, uh, but B2B, it, it works. There's just a few more, more hurdles that we have to, to jump through in order to get it. But uh, usually the, the B2C concept is going to be the, you know, the most, uh, the quickest ROI with any of our products, but back to like who this doesn't work for. It's, it's really the product almost is irrelevant. It's more about the margin and, and you know, what's my ROI on this thing. It, you know, if, and that's where, why we always do a strategy session of like, does this even make sense that you can make enough money per sale in order to keep this thing going? Because this is, it's a system. It's, you know, our tagline is like a, uh, it's, it's sustainable, a predictable, and then ultimately a scalable selling system where we can, you know, throw a dart at a map uh, and I'll find a restaurant within that vicinity that's going to host an event and, and we'll find uh, that, you know, your ideal client uh, and then get them out to that, to, to that actual venue. That's usually not the problem. The problem is, can, can I make enough money to keep this thing going? Right. And, yeah. and that's where it's like, Hey, if I, if I go to the casino and for every three quarters I put in, I know I'm getting a dollar back. I'm just going to keep freaking putting those quarters in. Right. And I will always keep this, you know, a well-oiled machine uh, lubricated by, by just keep putting those quarters in. So um, that's the biggest, uh, biggest proponent to this is like, Hey, do, is there enough margin in, in my product or service to make this thing sustainable? Got it. Okay. Now tell me, I've been dying to ask you this question, right? So you got all these products, all these things you believe you don't necessarily need to be passionate about the product, um, but you do all these things, you know, these eight businesses and, and helping all these folks, you know, with this sales system to fuel what your passion is, which is what? Yeah, man. My, my real passion is, is coaching. And you mentioned I'm host of the, the King's Council podcast. Uh, coaching is, is somewhat of a new world for me over the last year and a half or so, because, uh, I've, you know, I have, I have employees, I have sales guys all, all over the country, uh, which is great. Uh, and we've, we've consulted clients, we have great relationships with them. But one thing I realized is that I definitely w- w- can teach and help people make a lot of money. Um, that's not a, not a problem, but money really only makes us more of, of who we already are. Right. It's a great magnifier. And, and I'm a prime example for that of like uh, the, when I started to make some decent cha-ching, I realized I was not a good dude. <laughs> you know, I was making a lot of dumb mistakes, making a lot of stupid decisions. And, uh, and, I, and I really think that's just part of really in entre- most entrepreneurs. The, the reason we, we have this drive or even sales guys, it's like it's the thrill of the hunt. Right. Like we it's it's that that desire just to know that we, we can accomplish things. And so when you have money to, to go do stupid things, I go try to accomplish stupid things. And, and I, when I just kind of go into that process, I, my, my real goal with, with coaching and what my passion is, is yes, I could still teach you how to make a lot of money using our systems, but I'm really only interested in doing that if we've got your other areas, your life dialed in as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Because again, I, I'm a, a prime example of a lot of stupid things that I had done. And, uh, you know, my goal or, or my, my hope now is that I can pass that uh, knowledge uh, or learned wisdom, we'll call it, uh, 
on to other entrepreneurs as well. So that's what we do within the King's Council coaching program, man. Uh, certainly don't make a ton of money doing that, but it is, it is my passion project uh, that again, all my other systems are funding for me to be able to do what I really want to do. Awesome. I love that. Um, well, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah. you know, if somebody wanted to connect with you, where's the best place to do that? Oh yeah. Probably Instagram, man. Uh, the actually, you know what I, I have, if it's cool with you, dude, I've got a, a couple different books that I've, I've, uh, written one that would probably be best for, for your listeners. I've got a book called intentional influence. So uh, essentially it's, it's a lot about communication, but sales, uh, mm-hmm. certainly some, you know, neuro linguistic programming techniques and different things like that, that people tend to geek out to, uh, but how to do that from a, not, not, not just one-on-one, but in a group setting, right? Cause when you're okay. speaking to a group from a seminar standpoint, it's a totally different dynamic, hence the name social dynamic selling system. Uh, so we, we talk a lot through that in that book. So if anybody wants to tech, uh, the name of that book is intentional influence. It's, you can find it on Amazon for sure. But, uh, if you like, if you would be willing to read a PDF version, uh, what I'll do is text that over to you. If uh, you just text the word influence to seven, two, seven, four, seven, two, three, eight, six, zero. Again, okay. text the word in influence to seven two seven four seven two three eight six zero. Awesome. We will drop that in the show notes so everybody has it and you can get your copy. Uh Riley, thanks so much again for coming on. Really appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review, share the show with your friends. It really does help us out. And we're also always listening for your feedback. You can go to salestransformation.fm, drop us a voice DM, and I will get back to you. Hey, you stuck around. That tells me you're serious about your own sales transformation. If you're tired of doing things the old way and want to get started in your journey with other people on the same path, head over to salescast.community and crush your numbers on your leaderboard. Yeah, it's free. Salescast.community. Send me a DM with your best pitch and mention this ad, and I might even give you free access to our best templates.